Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday on the Athletic Podcast Network. Thank you for checking in. It's another edition of Hoops Adjacent. I am David Aldrich here in Pollen, Layton, D.C., out in the Bay where the air is clear. Marcus Thompson, what is up, man? Uh, yeah, let me tell you out here what, what it's like right now in the Bay. <laughs> we in the town, and I haven't even been outside yet, and it's beautiful. I got to go to Target, so yeah. I'm looking forward to the beautiful sun conflicting with the wonderful Bay Area breeze. It is a gorgeous day in the Bay, which you. means my day is good. I hate you. You probably just walk places you don't even need to walk, right? Just to like Man, let me tell you. <laughs> I, I, I just be running to the running to the gas station. I don't need no gas. I'm just like, I'm gonna walk over to the gas station and give me a Gatorade or something just to be outside these streets. I hate you. I hate you. I love the Bay. That's the one place I would move in a heartbeat if I could. I would love to live out there, man. It's fantastic. I'm gonna need you to stop hating on DC though, because DC is definitely my. I top love DC. Point. No, it's my town. It's just that you got to deal with pollen and conservatives. <laughs> But that's it. Other than that, it's very nice town. Other than that, it's great. Uh, I was thinking for winter. Exactly. Exactly. Winter is not the term, but I, yeah, I love DC. All right. So it is. It is playoff time, and in a stunning development, the Wizards are actually going to be in the postseason this year. So they are in the playing game. We're taping this Tuesday. They play tonight. They play Boston. The winner of that game makes the playoffs. Plays Brooklyn in the first round. Is in. The loser still has one more chance in this play-in system, which I've said enough about. People know where I stand on it. Um, another team, another two teams that are in the playoffs in the West, in the play-ins in the West, two teams that you wouldn't expect to be there, of course, the Warriors and the LA Lakers. And joining us this week, my one of my favorites. She is just fantastic. She's been on before. She does a great job with Spectrum Sportsnet. Host the Road Trippin' Podcast, which is wildly spectacular, wildly more popular than this podcast, Marcus, by multiple factors. The fantastic Allie Clifton. Allie, you look great in the month of May. Have I told you that? <laughs> God, that line will never get old. To <laughs> <laughs> I always tell her how good she looks because it's true. Allie, what's happening? Welcome back. Uh, I am great. Um, actually, the way in which Marcus described the Bay Area, I have to agree because that's how it feels down here in Southern California. So when the weather is nice, all is well. Talk that talk, Callie. This is Callie Light. This is what we talk about. <laughs> I hate you both so much. Ohio is so mad at me, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't. Well, wait. Ohio is. Well, it gets hot there in the summer, right? It's like hot. It hot. doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful there right now, obviously, because it's May. Yeah. It's yeah. not. Are you talking trash, Allie? Are you like, are you trolling? Are you trolling people back in, in Ohio? In oh, I mean, that is like my first text and the quickest text I will ever send. Um, <laughs> when I look at the weather and it's 25 below and nine inches of snow and I wake up and the sun is shining and it's 70 degrees. I mean, I don't even say hi. I just shoot the the you, just, you just say 74. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 74. All you, that's all you said. That's the only text you said. I love it. That's by the way, um, Allie, I didn't know you had bars too, by the way. You, did you know she was a poet, DA? I, I, I what didn't. did I say? Can I read one of your, I'm going to read one of her finest works. There you go. Listen to this. Okay. Love many. Yep. Trust, Trust few. You. Yep. Always paddle your own canoe. Oh, I like it. A Thursday thought. For you. Oh, man. That is deep. Finger snaps, baby. That's Let's some, go, Allie. We didn't know you had bars. That's some you know deep. what? <laughs> What's really bad is I think I actually just, a book that I'm reading, um, I pulled it out of there. And, and I feel bad because I probably should have quoted the actual author um, in it. But I like read it over and over and over again. I mean, sometimes it's just that simple. Wow. Wow. That is right. A, it, it moved you. It touched you. Oh yeah. Hold on. These not your bars. Oh, I thought these were your bars. <laughs> no. See, that's why I. I was like, shoot. I should have quoted the person. I should have done it the right way. But I, I'll. I'll. You know. For the sake of this and you thinking that I have bars, I'm going to claim it. There you go. Yeah. Man, go ahead and claim it. We got Take some, that. We got some plagiaristic kind of things going on here. Oh, please don't. <laughs> 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 All right. But what, wait. Before we talk about the Lakers and the Dubs in the play-in game, what you do baseball? I didn't know you did baseball too. <laughs> Whenever they need a sub, I, I got uh, you. 
pride in being a team player. All right. All right. <laughs> and so obviously the Dodgers are with Spectrum and um, I filled in yesterday and, okay. and I did a couple of times my first season, obviously COVID kind of put a wrench in that last year just because the Lakers were playing at the same time. Um, but they needed someone yesterday Sunday. And so, yeah, I filled in and I try to hang when I can. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, actually, I did baseball a million years ago when I was with Turner and, you know, in the early years that we, we had the playoffs. I enjoyed doing baseball. I like baseball. Um, you know, I can't pretend I know as much about that as I do about basketball, and I didn't try mm-hmm. to. And I, but it was fun. You know, it's different. Uh, it's oh, yeah, playoff baseball, especially playoff yeah. baseball is lit. Yes, and, and that's what I was. That's what my thing is too. Is like I always get so much more engaged. I think with any sport, even like hockey, like the playoffs just make it so much different. Yes, but I think also it would be different if I could actually be at the stadium, at the field. Yes, yes. You yes. know. Yes. Um, but but I'm the same way as you, Dia. I don't I don't claim that I'm a, a baseball expert, but I love the challenge. Um, I was thankful for the opportunity. So, and when you get to cover the Dodgers when you do it, it's it it's makes it good. fun. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I went out. I did a I did one game out in L.A. with the Dodgers, and just going out to Chavez Dury, it's just it's spectacular. It's just so mm-hmm. beautiful. Oh my god, yeah. it's breathtakingly beautiful out there. It's just incredible. It, it really is. And there's so many times, you know, you see different stadiums and arenas. Um, you know, I obviously going to Madison square garden. Yeah. Yeah. They're different places like that because they've been around for so long could use some renovations, right? Sure. sure. But it's like, you don't want to touch too much because it's almost what makes it special. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what Dodgers just, just so you know, y'all triggering me right now. Ah. You understand that, right? Cause it's why I'm Allie, going, cause I'm his A's about to leave town. <laughs> Prices right now. The A's are meeting in Vegas about stadiums, about to lose our team. And y'all want to have a baseball conversation? No, but you told, Marcus, you told the A's to get the stepping. You t- I mean, it's still, yeah, they need to get the stepping, but that don't mean uh, I'm not going to cry in the car. Like, yeah. Marcus, I will say this all of those years um, for the finals with Cavs and Warriors, driving past that stadium just to get to Oracle, I'm actually mad I never went to a game or at least tried to, like, it's like you said, it's kind of, you know, it's a dump, right? It needs renovation, but like, but somehow, it's your dump. You, you know how we used to go, Allie, we'd be in New Orleans and my, my wife is just, she loves it. And she's like, I want to eat at this restaurant. It's like, this is great. This is great. And any other place she would never eat at this restaurant because it's filthy. But in New Orleans, <laughs> it's cultured, right? Like, it's right. like, oh, it's like there's dirt on the walls next to a, a saxophone painting, right? And it's like, oh, this is. <laughs> This is culture, but if that was like anywhere else, it'd be like, "Ugh, let's not eat here." I feel yeah. like that's the Coliseum. Like it's trash, but there's some culture there, right? And you, you just kind of feel it. You, you would have liked it. It's not Chavez Ravine, but it, there's something about it that's a little bit, you know. All right, yeah, I could, I could slum it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and the more you're around sports, the more you like grow to appreciate things like that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I did many games in in Oakland during the playoffs, um, and it's a dump. But it's your dump. I understand that. <laughs> it's I your get dump. It. It's your dump. I get that. <laughs> I totally get that. Um, so you you appreciate it. You love it more. So um, let's get into you know this matchup between your two rival teams, and I love how they. I love how LeBron now says he loves Steph when we all know that's not true. Um, <laughs> He loves Steph. He Come not. on, he does not. You know he doesn't. Nah, he's. I think he actually. I think he always loves Steph, and then there was a period where he couldn't. But right. he's always loved Steph. He's all like he. This dude used to be at his games like courtside when Steph was at Davidson. Like he loved that yeah, dude. Were they blo- born in the same hospital? How can you yes. not love one another? Yes, but when he blocked that shot in the finals, that was no. Nah, now there was no love there. That, that, <laughs> That was, I do think there was a period where he just couldn't, you know, he couldn't love him. And I think now debate <laughs> where he's got to kind of, he's like, all right, I can love Steph again. This right. is my guy. I'm going to need Steph to maybe be on my side one day. Yeah, good <laughs> point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never too early to start recruiting, right? Oh, Allie start the recruiting. <laughs> it is a joke. That is tampering. No, you're not wrong, though. You're not wrong. Go. But LeBron is like LeBron's like Kentucky now. He doesn't need to recruit, you know. Like they just come to right. him now if they want to play for them. So I'm sure that's still out there. So let's break. I mean this this is going to be fascinating to me. I know ESPN is is going to be beside itself because they're going to get stupid ratings in this game. 
Um, I'm sure they wish it was best of three or best of seven. Um, but I wonder, I mean, I, I would have to think going in, you got to think the Lakers are going to win this if LeBron is healthy, right? I mean, if he's back and playing and I, you know, he took himself out the other day, but that seems like that was precautionary. Any, any reason to think it wasn't Allie? No, no, I, I think you're right. I think you nailed it with that. And, and I think, you know, as repetitive as this may seem, I think it's always held true and showed its face when it mattered most. Um, that's the main priority. And, and, you know, what's kind of interesting with all of this is for so many years, he would use the narrative that he didn't care what seat he was. Put me in the playoffs. I'll bet on myself. I'll take myself. And, and now he's there. And right. it's just ironic that it's at this point of his career and, and he's got this challenge ahead of him. Um, but he's always stuck to the health and making sure that that was the number one priority. And so I think at any point in time, especially late, using that as a precautionary measure was was important and it was right. And they did so. Yeah. And they only had the two games uh, with him and AD, right, when they came back. And I, I watched the Indiana game and they looked, you know, fine. They looked like themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, just wonder what what you saw of him in the brief time he was back on the court. Yeah, I think for me, I'm very interested and I guess it leaves it to our own imagination because of a lot of talk that came out of the practices he had before returning back to the court in Indiana and how strong that looked, the way in which guys spoke to the media in terms of trust me, he's going to be just fine. Um, But what we saw in Indiana, what we saw in New Orleans, um, I look more so from the, the mental approach I think the step was there. I think the lateral movement was there. I think the no hesitation in terms of physical presence was there. Um, but the mental, the mental side, specifically to Indiana, you know, Indiana goes on that run late. He comes back in. He goes on a 7-2 seven, seven run by himself to pretty much put the game away. The attack to the rim, the three ball. Um, he dished it to Andre, which he ended up following up on his own. Uh, but I just think that approach, the takeover opportunity that he seized and then um, just getting guys involved. Um, that's what gave me a, a really good feel that he was in a much better place, even more so than the Kings Raptors game before he went back out. Um, so I, I liked where he was. I, I think AD got his step back, even when Braun was out uh, those handful of games after returning for two. Um, so I, all in all, I, I love what I see and, and I'm excited to see how it kind of unfolds tomorrow. I mean, what are we doing anyway? Like, what, what, what? LeBron is fine. LeBron, until I see LeBron limp off a court in a playoff game, I'm not buying it. Right. I watched the dude dive head first into a camera, blood on the court, and he's back in the game. Like, this dude, he, LeBron is built for this stuff. I, I, I'm not buying it for a half a second. LeBron is fine. <laughs> he might do a 40 point triple double, and we've seen his movie. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not playing this Tom Brady game with LeBron. Like, oh, does he have it? No, he's gonna be 75, dropping triple doubles in the playoffs. <laughs> Marcus, I don't think you you could forget either his last year in Cleveland after dropping 58 and eight, breaking his hand, and then playing three more games. In the finals, like to your point, you've watched him run into a stanchion, blood on the court, and still play. So until he walks off and doesn't return, in the playoffs, in the the playoffs, I gotta see it. I gotta see. I don't believe it until I see it. Like this dude, he'll figure it. He'll figure it out. He, I mean, from cramping in the arena, like off a, like you know, like we've all seen this. Like he he did cramp in in the Spurs series on game one. That was legit. Yeah, Yeah, he did cramp up. He's going to perform like yeah. that's LeBron playoffs happen. The guy performs like this is clockwork. Yeah, I'm not buying it. I don't think anybody in the Bay is buying it either. Honestly. No, I've still got L.A. L.A. in the conference finals, you know, so I don't see any reason to deviate from that. Um, all due respect to Utah and, and Denver. Um, There's no respect there, D.A. You, you are totally disrespecting the year Utah had. I'm not I'll disrespecting be, it. Not at all. Totally disrespecting. Just wrote, wrote them off for an eight seed, possibly a seven seed. Max. No, no, no. I have but, them going no. out to the four seed, the Clippers, <laughs> in the second round. I, I, Ali, here's what I, here's what I want to ask you, Ali. So, look, I mean, I know, you know, this is hype, right? It's going to it's gonna be exciting. But the truth is... The Lakers are a pretty bad matchup for the Warriors. The last two games, there's been a combined like 56 point advantage. And I know they did beat the Lakers earlier, but the Lakers got up big and the Warriors kind of came back. But 
you do see the Warriors playing small. There's no Wiseman. There's no Oubre. They've gone to kind of their old school way. Is that actually enough to to bother the Lakers? Because we have seen it not be very close when these two teams play. If you are not locked in, I'll give you one. Steph Curry. Yeah. Like, if you are, it is a one, it is not a seven-game series. It is a one-game then it determines what happens next, right? If you aren't locked in mentally because of what that one singular guy can do to you, then it's going to be a problem. I think that the Lakers will be there mentally and physically. I think that they respect the hell out of Steph Curry and understand what he can do. Oh, by the way, the players around him as well who understand to get him the ball, to let him lead, to be Steph Curry, the MVP that we know he is incapable of being and has shown this season at that. Um, if they don't handle their business, and I think so more so mentally, it could be a long night. Do I think the Lakers will be there and and have the right matchups and approach it with the the right mentality? Yes. Um, but I, I, I mean, who isn't respecting him? Who isn't seeing what Stephen Curry can do single-handedly no matter who's on the floor? He doesn't care who he sees in a Laker uniform. He will destroy you if you're not ready. And the only thing that I, the one reason why I have confidence is because you do have a leader in LeBron James who respects the hell out of Steph Curry and Steve Kerr and Draymond Green. That if you're not ready to match that, well, then it's going to be a long night. You know what makes it like really where you're like, yo, you really got to be in your game. Like he has shot so poorly in Staples of late. So he's, he's almost do, you know, LeBron is like, yo, this dude is due <laughs> for a 10, three pointer game. Like I'm not, I can't let this happen because he just doesn't shoot at Staples. Well, he just doesn't do it, Which is but weird. you know, at some point he's going to, and LeBron is like, not, you know, he's thinking not on my watch. We just can't let this, this happen. So and I, you have to face the reality that it is a one game situation. Yeah. Yeah. And he can get 60. You know what I mean? Like he can literally get 60. Literally. He if he needs 60. to, if he's on. Yeah. No, yeah. I was going to say, so what's this Marcus? Why, you know, knit me a scenario where the dubs are in the game in the fourth quarter. Cause if they get to the fourth quarter, they can win the game. Cause that guy's that good. He can win the game I, by himself. It's it's the supporting cat. I mean, it's, it's it's the same with like with you know LeBron is in a sense. LeBron has AD, which is a great factor. Uh, it's really gonna be Andrew Wiggins, right? It's gonna be uh, uh, Jordan Poole. Um, mm-hmm. Draymond is gonna be tied up trying to keep AD from being AD. Like we know that matchup. Yeah. And you know you, we know what the Lakers are gonna do to take away Steph. The only way it, it it works is if guys like Andrew Wiggins can take advantage. They got to win their matchups. They got to attack and somehow just kind of soften it up. The problem with the Lakers against the Warriors is one LeBron, he literally knows the offense. <laughs> like he's literally calling out what's about to happen. He can he can cheat every time. Ali, you see it right. Every time he plays the Warriors, he's jumping the play. He knows what's about to happen, and then they've got all these veterans who. Who just know how to kind of read and feel the game and, and they're champions. So it's it's hard. The Warriors kind of use a slide of hand offense, right? Where it's like Steph's going over here and then there's there's somebody else over there, right? Where you can kind of trick the defense. This team is harder to trick. Like they're good defensively, they're well coached, they got veterans, they got length. So like Wiggins has to ball. Even if Steph Steph will have to go off, but he's gonna need some help. And they can be in the game. If guys like Wiggins, if guys like Jordan Poole, if guys like Kent Bazemore are like keeping them alive and, yeah. and saving it for when Steph just keep them close. at the end. Yeah. That's a tough ask though. It's just a, it's just a lot to ask. These dudes are champions, man. Like you just don't you just don't walk in and get 30 on the Lakers. It just it doesn't happen like that. That that's the part where I'm like, I don't know, y'all, but Wiggins has the talent to do it. I just don't know. I, I just got to see it. That's one of the things I got to see him in the playoffs producing. I'm trying. Has he been in a playoff game? I'm trying to remember. Is he? Did he make? Yeah, the they went with Jimmy Butler that one year. They, oh, they, right, 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 right. First yes, round, yes, yeah. that one time. Yep, 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 yep. That's right. But yeah, no playoff. Not a lot of playoff experience to speak of. So, looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um, you know, Ali, I wonder about also uh, guys like to me, Caruso are so important on the Lakers. And I know it's just been kind of a weird year for everybody, but uh, of that group besides LeBron and AD who's ready like who do you say oh he's you know he's ready to go two months and and play really well for most of that time I I think it's hard not to say I think it's easy just to say Alex Crusoe because one he's a champion he proved it last year right um he continues to show up and, and I think a lot of it is because he's so driven from just a outwork you mentality. Um, his numbers speak for themselves, especially when he's alongside LeBron. They're two of the best on the court together um, in terms of plus minus, et cetera. But also he had his moments here down the stretch where he had to have the ball in his hands a little bit more because all of our playmakers were out. The one guy that I want to bet on um, that I think is ready for it. And I, he has playoff experience is Dennis Schroeder. I think yeah. he's going to be such a vital piece to how far this team goes um, just because of the way in which he will dictate things out front. And it's on both ends of the floor. Um, his defensive mentality, buying in, laying out every single night, 94 feet has been something that I loved watching this season. I don't want to say it's been a shock to me, but when you don't get to watch it night in and night out, and then you do, and you see that consistency, um, but I think offensively as well, just taking that load off of LeBron, um, but also being able to put guys in positions uh, to move and work has been something fun to watch. So I, I would put a lot on him. So, Ali, I, the one interesting part about the Lakers, and maybe not so much for the play in, but just over the long haul, is the bigs and, and how that yeah. will work. Um, yep. if you look at, you know, Drummond, Gasol, each bring different things. And if you're the Warriors, you're looking, I'm trying to get these dudes in the pick and roll all day, especially Drummond. Um, do they just chuck that run AD at center for just for the playing game until you get into a series and you got to match up against a Gobert and you got to match up against, uh, you know, DeAndre Ayton, uh, or do they actually try to you know, start working out this center position now in, in the playing game? I think I think the regular season, I know it hasn't been a lot with Andre Drummond, but for Marcus Gasol and Montrez specifically, I think they got through that during the regular season. And I think right now we're at a, a point where a season ago, we saw the decisions that Frank Vogel had to make in the postseason. And he made the right decisions. He pulled the right card at the right time. You went small against Houston. You sat JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. No matter how hard that was, guys accepted the role. Then they showed up in Denver. Dwight Howard was huge against the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals a season ago. You have guys who accepted their roles here in the regular season. When it comes to Mark Gasol, when it comes to Montrezl Harrell, Andre Drummond is a guy who came in at a point where he just wanted the opportunity to play, to be on a team that could win. And so he's willing to accept what that looks like. And so when it comes to Frank Vogel, it's going to be key, but he's done it in the past. You expect he continues to do it. And when in doubt, you put Anthony Davis at the center. It becomes a completely different game, (laughs) almost unmatchable, unguardable. Um, And I expect him to do that. And I think tomorrow, to your point, it might be the time where it starts. But series to series, I think it'll be on uh, matchups. And I feel like the centers have come to that conclusion. They understand that. Yeah, and and to to Marcus's point, if they play something, they win the playing game, and they play Phoenix. You have to play the bigs against Aiton. Like you can't. Yep. I get that, but I I agree with you. I don't think to me AD at the five, they're unbeatable. To me, in a seven game series with days off in between every game, at least one day off, and almost always two at in a couple of occasions. Um, boy, I'd, I'd be hard pressed not to go with that with that lineup because it's just so it's impossible to stop offensively. Well, you, to know, me. you know, the problem is uh, 
you're essentially saying, let's play the Warriors style, which is going to be better at you at it. So that's kind of, if there's a risk when this team is one of the worst rebounding teams in the league, you can clearly just kind of get your, like what Valanciunas just did, uh, just, just bully him inside. So I could see the appeal, but like, obviously, <laughs> like, like Ali said, Anthony Davis at center is your ace in the hole, right? Yeah. It's your, it's your card to play, but the Warriors are so small. Like sometimes you can almost be like, man, let's just bully these dudes. Yeah. <laughs> like you, some coaches say that, but the, I, like Ali said, I do think that's the difference. Like we've seen Frank Vogel, like he's done this. Yeah. That's what's different. Like they don't really, it, it's different when you can prey on a, a coach, so to speak, right. Where you can like kind of milk them for his weaknesses or whatever. But, like, Vogel, Vogel's really good at this, and he's kind of shown it already. So you you know, like, if he's got to pull the trigger, he's going to pull it. Yeah. I, and I, I do wonder about one thing with, with Gasol and <clears throat> and Drummond. They, they're different from Dwight and JaVale, right? I mean, yep. you know what you're getting. Like, whatever you think of Dwight, Dwight can still go rebound, and he can block shots, and he'll be able to do that forever you know what i mean you like, get under your skin yes yes like, yes I, that's like an art to me yeah <laughs> no he's really he good at it like he knows how to do that and he's an incredibly big strong physical guy and javel is stronger than you think and and still has the vertical aspect to his game i don't know that they get the same oomph out of drummond and gasol but tell me where they do help them um if i'm wrong I, one thing that's been fun to me, fun for me to watch this season with Marcus all is I think he is still, even at this age and stage of his career, he's an underrated defender. Mm-hmm. I, I think that hands down. And, and one of the things is him just flat out saying, I may not have the speed and athleticism, but I'll beat you with my mind. Yeah. And there's times in verticality situations, there's times in just being that solid team defender that he has made a difference. He can stretch you on the offensive end especially when Andre Drummond came to this team, Marcus all changed. There was a bit of a shift in his game. I don't know what that, what it was urgency. If it's that healthy competition within your roster mm-hmm. um, that he felt, but the three ball, uh, the way in which he continued to facilitate, he, pro- he poses a threat when he is on the floor. He is another kind of um, facilitator, if you will, on the offensive end. And he's smart defensively. For Andre Drummond, and I don't think we've seen enough of it, but I think it'll continue to grow if he allows it, which it seems he will, is just the effect that LeBron and AD will have on him. I don't think we could judge Andre Drummond fully until you have enough games, especially alongside LeBron James, where he can get you going and he can give you opportunities that come a little bit easier. Um, You don't have to work for him as much. Um, so they are two different styles. I still think he poses a rim threat, um, as well as just getting in the passing lanes. His hands um, has been obviously something we've all seen throughout his career. Um, but I think paired with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, that's where he can become even a bigger threat. Not to compare him to JaVale or Dwight, uh, but for the sake of the conversation, obviously, that's where I see a big difference. You know, you just don't want to try that on Steph. You just want to wait. <laughs> you want to wait till after Steph. But I was, Ali. What's the what's the vibe about the Clippers ducking the Lakers? Have you heard much about that? About them uh, tanking games to avoid the Lakers? You know, it's funny. I had an interesting conversation the other day with a colleague because I used the word tank, and I quickly corrected myself <laughs> because I think there's a difference from tanking at the bottom of the conference versus strategy within jockeying for position. Yeah. 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 I think there's a difference and, and look, it is what it is. Um, I saw Ty say the other day, he'll take health over rust every day. And it's actually something I saw in Cleveland often, not that it mattered when it came to jockeying for positions. Um, but that is who Ty is and he believes in that. And, And so I respect it. Um, but look at the end of the day, roll the ball out, if the two teams face one another, let them decide it. Right. I actually yeah. like the decision, to be honest. You know, I I, I wouldn't I mind them later smart. in the playoffs, of course. Sure. I, I think it's smart. I don't want to see this team early. Let me get some momentum under me. I would certainly clash. Yeah, no. If I'm the Lakers, I, of course I want to play Phoenix. And you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, again, all due respect to Phoenix, but why would they be afraid of Phoenix? You know what I mean. This Phoenix team has no pedigree in the playoffs. They've never done anything, accomplished anything in the playoffs. 
you know, why would you, you wouldn't be afraid of them. That's who you, and, and you can avoid the Clippers until the conference finals. Of course you do that. Like, and this is, see, this is my problem with the play in round. People act like teams aren't still doing these things that they're obviously doing. You know what I mean? Like it's not. And so it's fine. I don't mind the idea of the play in round. I just want people to be honest that this is about money. That's what this is about. That's Thank all. You. That's all it's about. And that's okay. Thank but you. just say yeah. it. That's all. You know. And I love it. I love it. Get, You're a yes. fan of the play in, Marcus? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I love this. Is incredible to me. All these uh, Westbrook is alive. Okay, but <laughs> Bradley Beal's alive. Let's go. This is I don't f- like. Here's what I don't like. I don't like that there is potential risk for like LeBron or Steph to be out of the playoffs. Like if somehow Steph goes off and hits sixty, the league does not want that. And LeBron no. sprains his ankle again right. and like needs a week, and they lose the. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. that. That 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 is live is kind of like. When that goes bad, I know it's over. It's almost like, yo, we kicking it, but eventually mama coming home and the party's going to be over. Like something <laughs> like that is going to happen <laughs> and they're going to shut the whole thing down. Like LeBron's out the playoffs because of this thing or or even Steph. Steph is out the playoffs because of this thing, right? right. So that's that part is kind of bad, but I do like how so many other teams are not giving up on games at the end of the year. I, I, I thought it was it, it was very interesting to hop around league pass and see games that mattered. Okay, uh, but, but I imagine for basketball, non-basketball junkies, it probably it probably doesn't make that much of a difference. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out, birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids. And honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Here is the fallacy to the play-in round, okay? In the Eastern Conference, you go into the last weekend of the season. There, who, were the th- who were the teams that were still viable for the playoffs? It was, the same ones. It was Charlotte. Charlotte, Washington, Indiana, right? They had two games left each. They were viable. They had a chance to get into the play-in round, or they had made the play-in round, I would say. If you played under the old system, going into the final week of the season, who would have been the teams vying for the eighth and final playoff spot? Charlotte, Washington, and Indiana, Nothing changed. There was there's absolutely no difference whatsoever, except they'd be playing for one spot. The game Sunday between Charlotte and Washington would have been for the eighth and final playoff spot. You telling me that's not drama? There's no drama in that. Last year you had was it Minnesota and and who playing for the last spot in the West, or was it two years ago? The last game of the season, winner gets in, loser goes home. What's wrong with that? That's great drama. There's nothing wrong with that. So what are we talking no, about? Fine. What are we talking no, about? It's, you have like, to, it's we're the talking same about system. The Chicago. Like Chicago was in it longer. Toronto was in it longer. Yeah, like They were New on Orleans the edge of it. it yeah, they Sacramento were on the edge of it. it 
yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I with you. I don't know how much of a value that is, especially like in the scenario like we talked about, where somebody like LeBron ends up out or Steph ends up out of the playoffs, so New Orleans can have a longer meaningful. I don't know if that's a good payoff, but like turning on a Kings game and seeing them like with three games left, playing for something, yeah. playing a must win game, right. like it was. It was fun. Right, Allie. Are we talking about? <laughs> this is about money for the league. Or are we talking about let's avoid players tanking? Well, I mean, I think because teams we want to see right? them. Be- What's that? A team's tank. I don't know the players tank, maybe players tank. I don't know. <laughs> My point here is, is like, I don't think, okay. So I, I was okay with the bubble. 100%. Yeah. That, that made hundred percent sense. I'm actually okay. Listening and talking over the last couple of weeks and month or so about this season as well, because you are 10 games shorter. You are having games a lot more often to fit into the the season. Right. Yeah. So there were injuries you had, you had to deal with the COVID situation for really the first time outside of a bubble. I get that. But moving forward, don't touch – if you're going to go on with this playing thing, don't touch the top seven. I think there are plenty of games for you to be able to decide if you are in the playoffs or not a top set. I think you're fine top eight. But I understand the money aspect. Mm-hmm. From that standpoint, don't touch anything through seven. And maybe it just becomes something of like eight and nine. Yeah. And then you have that opportunity to play for that one game. And if it's about – teams avoiding tanking why don't we do something like the all-star game for the next like three seeds in terms of putting money into like their pockets yeah i just i just don't i'm just not the biggest fan that, of like, yeah you're you're right that is a problem that you could really make a seven seed and it don't count and maybe it answers like the criticism the longtime criticism of the nba where it's like it's too many teams make the playoff they've effectively turned the top six teams into the real playoffs, right? Everybody else is like poverty, right? Right. Like, so if that's the goal, like I get it, but it is a definite major shift in paradigm to think, yo, I'm a seven seed and I'm kind of like trash, like hoping to get, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is a tough thing to swallow. If you're the seven seed, I can see you being like, hold on, be like (laughs) seven in the West is legit. (laughs) Right, right, right. Right. In a normal year, the seven seeds, what, what, what? 48, 49 games, you know what I mean? Like, it's you've had a good season, you know? Um, so, no, I mean, again, I don't mind the idea of the playing game. If you want to, th- yeah. if you think it encourages more teams to, to continue playing, but I just want them to be honest about why they're doing it. It has nothing to do with competition. <laughs> this is about money. Hey, they just money. need to have a consolation <laughs> tournament. Right. That's how you decide the draft. Have a tournament for the people who didn't make I it. I suggested that. And the winner get the number one pick. I like, su- dude, I, mean, if you I suggested play that last year. I wrote it. I said the teams that don't make the playoffs, the 14 teams that don't make the playoffs, should have a tournament. And how you, how you seed it, how you stack it, round robin, best, I don't know how you do it. But have a tournament, and the team that wins the tournament gets the number one pick. One hundred. I yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Don't just don't touch the top seven or eight. I just don't. Touch I, them. Well, well, you don't got to touch the top eight if you do that. Right. Yeah. I yeah. Do, to me, it's just to me. I just feel like the, you know, I don't know. I just don't know why you have to have more bad teams have a chance to make the playoffs. Why is that a good thing? <laughs> I'm serious. Like, why is that? Is that that's optimal? ribbons. You know what okay. I mean? So hey, now we have all this logic, man. We don't need all this. We just want to. <laughs> we need a team 15 games under 500 having a chance to get in. Why? <laughs> why? What does that prove? Like, that proves Can you nothing. imagine if they, if they ran with a playing tournament back in the 80s and 90s? Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> just, just, I don't know. I'm old. I know. I'm old. I'm old. All right, Allie, I I wanted to get, how pissed is LeBron at Solomon Hill? How pissed? Oh, really? Why do you have to ask me that question? Because you cover them. (laughs) And you be knowing stuff. Don't be Exactly. Exactly. You've been knowing stuff for a long time. Do cost LeBron MVP number five. I know he's salty about it. I I think... Here's what I'm gonna say about this. I don't think it's directly at Solomon Hill. I think it was more than that. Okay. Obviously, it was an unfortunate situation. In the moment, was there a bit of frustration? And was Solomon Hill that guy? Okay. LeBron's smart enough. LeBron understands big picture. It was just more than just that one moment. Yeah, it, it sucked. Yeah, he struggled with that probably for a while. 
Helly's probably still working his way through that mentally, right? Yeah. Um, but I just think the trickle down effect of that one moment, that one play, um, has and carries much more value and weight than to just say, I'm pissed at Solomon Hill, right? Like, obviously, we understand why and we understand that he was, but it's it's just much bigger than that. And I think Braun is in a position to understand that. Um, I, I trust that he's put that behind him and obviously has fueled himself and used that as a way to now push it in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that just sucked. And, and freak things happen. And, and I think the other thing too, as competitors in the heat of the moment, does Solomon Hill want that back? Did he say he didn't intentionally do it in the moment? Of course. I, I don't think any player... Um, steps out on the court and is like, I'm going to intentionally yeah, try to hurt right, this player. Right. Right. Um, but did it suck? And, and did Braun feel it on a very, very deep level that I will say yes. Right. Cause it, I mean, yeah. it's all about, it's all about history now with LeBron. You know what I mean? Like, you know that, I mean, this is about how many pelts he can, he can come up with before. He- and at this point we all know it and he knows it and he knows it more than any of us that yeah. he is at the backside of his career. Yeah. And so all of the time matters. Um, and the season in which he was having personally, and which obviously pales in comparison to the way in which it's, his team was playing at the time, finally getting a groove without a D yeah. uh, and what they were able to do and still want to accomplish this year. It all just came crumbling down at once. Right. Right. On that one play. So yeah, it was tough. So, so, Ali, let's tap into your, uh, you know, your hoops love and expertise. Who do you believe in in the West? Obviously, the Lakers are the Lakers. They're the defending champs. Who do you believe in as a legit adversary? The Clippers. Hmm. That's it? More jazz hate from you, too? <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. no. Uh, <laughs> I believe there will be nothing easy. About the Utah Jazz. There will be nothing easy. I would also agree about the Phoenix Suns. Is it going to be a tall task from them? They don't have a lot of experience on their side, but do I ever uh, want to 100% bet against Chris Paul and, and the work that he has been able to do as a floor general and leader in that in that uh, locker room alongside Monty Williams, who has been great? No. Um, but I, I think when it comes down to it, the Clippers and the way in which they can match up with who I believe obviously is at the top still in the Lakers, they would be the biggest threat in the West in my mind from position to position, the amount of bodies they could throw at LeBron, the amount of bodies in terms of just being physical with Anthony Davis, though I don't think he can still be guarded. Um, the way in which they're shooting the three ball, um, Paul George is still to be determined in terms of what he can bring come the postseason when it matters most, yeah, yeah. um, the health of Kawhi. And look, I watched Ty Lue go to work. With his playbook, with his ATOs, with his preparation, uh, that's a tall task. Yeah, he's got a hell of a staff too. I mean, he's got a smart yeah. staff over there. Um, I, I agree with you, and I think I see. I put Kawhi in the same bucket as LeBron. When a guy's won multiple chips, I expect him to be great. You know, <laughs> you know when 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 this time of year comes around, right? So I expect Kawhi to be Kawhi. You know. I know he didn't play a ton down the stretch. That, I don't care. I've seen him do it too many times on this stage when most guys pass the ball. <laughs> when most my goal guys, is just to get Salt Lake to come for both of y'all. That's all, that's my I love goal. Salt Lake. I, I want I want on, Salt no. Lake fans in your mentions. No, I don't don't do that. I love I, Salt yeah, Lake. Yeah, I don't want that either. <laughs> I love Salt Lake. I, I want the Jazz to do well. I'm not saying that I'm I think they're terrible. I'm not saying that at all. They're great. They've had a great season. I just bet on, I'm a big believer in incumbency this time of year. (laughs) So the teams that have shown you they can do it, the players that have shown you they can do it this time of year, those are the teams I tend to rock with. And Someone someone told me once during a, a strong run, I think it was in 2016, um, because the Cavs had swept the first two rounds. Um, faced a little bit of adversity, I think, in the Eastern Conference Finals. We get to the finals, uh, and someone once told me that not everyone is built for the finals. Not everyone is built for the playoffs. And I think that there are still teams out there that have yet to show that, that there is a difference between regular season and postseason, that just like there's a difference between postseason and finals. 
that stage. Um, and so that's what I'm anxious to see with teams like the Utah Jazz, who have been so great. Uh, but when it comes to seven game series and adjustments of the name of the game, are you going to be able just like, I want to see what happens with Milwaukee with Giannis. Yeah. Yeah. That was my but, next question. Well, East, yeah. well, but here's the, I agree with you and it's a fair question, but this is the difference. They didn't have Jeru holiday last year. <laughs> they didn't have PJ Tucker last year. I think those two guys are a huge difference for the bucks this They're, year. Just enormous. Mm-hmm. Jeru Holiday. I've seen Jeru Holiday lock Dame up. Okay, I've seen it mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Dude, come on we now. We don't talk about Oakland people like that. Come I know on now. You, you know I love Dame, but Oakland people facts. like that. I'm just I saying facts. Uh-uh. Just check the. Just check it. Uh-uh, buddy. <laughs> just check it. Nope. Check it was New crap. Orleans, Portland, triple first team. round a couple of years ago. I remember the sweep. I remember it. It was a triple team. <laughs> <laughs> he's right. gonna put that on his his wall at night it's gonna be up on a ceiling okay dame knows i love yeah, him <laughs> dame knows i love him uh-uh we don't do open i'm just saying uh-uh. i've seen Giroux play great in the playoffs that's what oh, i'm saying he's incredible, he's incredible. Yeah. seen him yeah. be great in the playoffs so i you know so so you're saying you believe in milwaukee more than you do utah i said i said look i picked it, it. i picked milwaukee to beat brooklyn in the second round that's how much i believe in milwaukee boom Ooh, Ooh. That, is that that too far a bridge for you, Ali? Or are you? Uh, you said you believe Milwaukee. Milwaukee, I have Milwaukee beating defense. Brooklyn in the second round. Yes, that's a take. Yeah, that, right, right. <laughs> that's a take. <laughs> I believe in Jeru Holiday. I'm just telling you, I believe in him. Believe yeah. in him. He makes it hard Ooh. to not. You know. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he take and a guy like that that takes pressure off of your best player. You guys know. I mean, you can't. You, there's no. There's no value. There's invaluable guys like that. Mm-hmm. You know. Hey, hey, look. I saw. I saw Clay Thompson in Oklahoma City in Game Six. You, what? There's no value on what he did. What he did in that game. There's no value to it. You can't put a price tag on how big that was. You know, and it wasn't Steph. And Steph was fine in that game. I'm not saying it was bad, but Clay Thompson saved them. You know, literally. And so, <laughs> literally. You know what I mean? And so, a guy like that, that's how I think of Drew Holiday. And I think PJ Tucker is, is built for these types of th- times of year. You can put him on James Harden or Kyrie, and he's not going to stop them. I'm not saying that but he's going to really make them work for their points. And that's all you can ask. That's all you can ask. All right. I'm going to have to borrow uh, the ideology of our guest poet here and say, <laughs> in the end, the the, the players kind of set you up. Like Steph closed that series and then, you know, closed the game seven. Yes. In the end, you still need a closer. No and doubt. No doubt. Yes. No, we got to see Giannis do that. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. They, the, other, the other team got KD and James Harden. They so do. I, I they don't do. know, Allie. Oh, I don't Kyrie. know. I'm just saying. And I'm taking Kyrie. your ideology. Oh, yeah. And the guy that won the finals for Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the biggest shot. <laughs> yes, right. It's like, I don't know, Allie. I'm just You're saying. Right. They got I'm, a lot of dudes who close. That's the thing with the Nets is like that big question mark on their defense, which I think in the regular season, when we saw them have to face teams above 500, yeah. they did what they needed to do, right? That record yeah. kind of spoke for itself. But you have to be able to stop them because yeah, they hard. will outscore you. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. I, I've not, I, I cannot think of a team ever that's had this kind of firepower ever. You know, just, really? <laughs> ever. It's, it's, I don't know. How do you even begin to think, here's how we're going to slow them down to 115 points a game. You know what I mean? Like being inside, being inside Cavs practices for four straight runs to the finals, but those final two years, when, when you would then go to those finals games and Draymond gets subbed out and Katie is his sub (laughs) and then Steph gets subbed out (laughs) and Clay is his, like what? Right, right, right. (laughs) What? There was one, I'll never forget it. Draymond gets subbed out. And I look at this, I'm like, who's, 
Kevin Durant. Stop it. <laughs> that just doesn't seem fair, does it? <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> and here's Joe Harris just sitting in the corner like, I'll shoot 75% on threes. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> I'm such a big fan of Joe Harris, too. You know, just throw me the ball. I'll make it. You know, so yeah. No, look. Yeah, look, it's it. Obviously, most sane people are going to pick Brooklyn to make the conference finals, but you got to pick upsets. I, that's the one I picked. What, a, what can I tell you? I could be nuts. I like it. I could be nuts. I am nuts. So, Allie, I am nuts. Allie, <laughs> we love you. We love you. Who's What, what do you got coming up on the road tripping? What's what's, uh, what's happening? Um, we Well, everything is based mm-hmm. off of this play in tournament. Ah, right, right, right. Because we are back in studio now. Yes, um, right, right. With some protocols and stuff like that with COVID. Now How is it, by the way? How is it? Is it like, how does it feel? I still haven't been back out. I'm still, I've been to like three games. What's it like? uh, So here's the thing is like, I haven't been to the arena, Mm -hmm. but we have been doing shows since May of last year. Wow. We have gone into studio um, since May at least three days a week. And now we're back to normal. I mean, at the start of like playoffs last year, we're back to normal. However, um, the occupancy inside the studio obviously had to be kept to a certain number. Yeah. And so there would be days where, you know, a couple of us would tune in from home and be a part of the show's remote. Obviously we made it work. Um, but this whole season we've been pretty much back in full swing. So that is something that has been there for the shows road tripping though, in terms of having guests in the studio that just lifted like three weeks ago. Right. Um, uh, we hope to, if the Lakers take care of business, we hope for road tripping, um, which is a hot topic right now, have Gilbert Arenas in Ooh. studio. Oh my God. So that would yeah. be fantastic. He yeah, is, yeah, he's got yes. a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> Gilbert, uh, Gilbert is going to be, he's like one of the last people to me that kind of didn't quite make the social media era. I mean, he had, it was there some, but it's, he was so good. Lord of mercy. So Can you good. imagine him now? He, he would so be good. an instant meme. Yeah, he would be like, he, mm. was, he, was, ma- he was made for this time almost. He, unbelievable. He was way ahead of his time. He was so That's good. That's a good way to put it. Made was, for this. Oh my God. I mean, he was just, he was unbelievable talent and and incredible storyteller. Storyteller is the emphasis yeah. here. But it's but they're good stories. <laughs> oh my god. We had him and Nick on uh, about a year and a half ago, him and Nick Young together. Oh my God. Uh I think it's one of our most watched just because of their I mean their stories, their yeah. com- their straight comedy. I yes. mean yes. people live for that. Yeah, them two together, yeah, it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> I hardly I hardly had to say a word. All right. Allie, thank you for joining us. You are great. You guys are awesome. Yeah, oh. I appreciate this. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Absolutely. Love talking hey, to you. Go enjoy the beautiful California weather so we have. I really hate, I hate I you. Go. I almost did this podcast outside, but the birds are chirping so loud. Oh, God. Shout out, Ohio. So much. <laughs> I really hate you. I love it. I love it. You guys so are the best. I don't, I don't hate you. I love you both. Be safe. Be good. And le- hey, that's it. Leave us a five star review. We'll get to stupid questions next week. I forgot to ask for them this week. So. We'll get to not stupid questions, I should say, next week. So five-star review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get this fine, fine podcast. If you don't want to leave five stars, leave that to yourself. See you.